Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, you're back with us off the edge, episode 18. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. And today uh, we're starting a new series. Uh, We're just going to be the off the edge series podcast because we constantly are throwing series your way. We did uh, the whole draft class. You know, we've done other series. We did our top 10 teams last week. Uh, So now we're we're starting a new series that's going to go for a couple weeks really excited about we're going to go through each position in the nfl and we're going to rank them from uh 10 to 1 and you know i'm really excited about it because we're starting with quarterbacks and man quarterback controversy man it's like (laughs) you you put a guy at eight and you know not nine or you put a guy at 10 and he doesn't belong in the top it's like all breaks loose yeah Yeah. it's gonna (laughs) get spicy jake you know we cover the believer ram show but we're not we're not holding back here. There's some guys on this list that are some rivals uh, and able to jump up on this list. So I'm excited to jump through it, Jake, uh, to see kind of where these guys can emerge. And not only these guys, but the guys that got drafted. I do think some guys that got drafted this year are going to jump up into this top 10 list next year. But I'm excited to hear who you got, Jake. Yeah, this will be something to look forward to, you know, as the, the season progresses and like going into next year, like how different we could actually make a, a comparison series Uh, where we compare the two of like what we like now versus that but um mm -hmm. yeah before we get into that just letting you know that betonline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info stats news and scores get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports this year for this year's nba playoffs bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports insider sports wagering needs from basketball mlb nhl golf to ufc and boxing the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action be sure to use our promo code believe to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts so cam uh we're gonna start a little differently so we did the top 10. We kind of ran out a little time. We didn't really get to, you know, talk too much about the Chiefs last week. So, no, we don't have anything against the Chiefs. Just putting it out there. They just win um, everything. <laughs> yeah, they just win it. But, you know, um, this time we're going to do something different. We're going to give our top 10s early on the show, and we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about, you know, different players that really stand out. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start, Cam. I'll just drop my top 10. You drop yours. I'm going to go number 10, Trevor Lawrence. Number nine, Tua Tagovailoa. Number eight, Matthew Stafford. Number seven, Aaron Rodgers. Number six, Lamar Jackson. Number five, Justin Herbert. Number four, Josh Allen. Number three, Jalen Hurts. Number two, Joe Burrow. And number Uh, one is Patrick Mahomes. Ah, okay. Your list got a little spicy towards the top there, Jake. So I'm going to read off my list and see what you think. Um, I got honorable mention. I got Geno Smith, Jake. I'm just going to mention that at first. Oh, I think I forgot the honorable mentions. <laughs> it's all it's all good, but I do think Geno Smith is going to be that emerging quarterback. We talked about some of these guys that just got drafted to emerge, but I do think this year Geno will be in that selection. So, Jake, I don't know if you want to drop in your honorable mentions as well before I jump into my list. Appreciate you, my guy. Always looking out. <laughs> uh, yes, so I don't get the, you know the angry mob after me. Um, coming in, honorable mentions: Jared Goff. You know, I, I think he deserves to be mentioned. I honestly was wrestling between him and, and Trevor Lawrence at number 10. I, I think Ooh. you can make an argument that Jared Goff, who hasn't thrown an interception once since like week eight or whatever. It was some crazy mm-hmm. stat I saw. Um, Jared Goff makes more sense at 10 because the Trevor Lawrence four interceptions in a playoff <laughs> game. Still not over that. But 
Trevor Lawrence made significant strides. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it helps when you have, you know, a coach that's not the worst in the league or <laughs> of all time uh, yeah, in Urban yeah. Meyer. Um, but Jared Goff, <laughs> Dak Prescott. Okay. I, I, I eased on Dak a little bit after the playoffs. I kind of post ankle break. He scares me, man. I'm yeah. just being honest. They score a lot um, of points though. They score a lot of points. They, so it's all they good. do. They yeah. definitely do. So he's an honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, Kirk cousins. The guy's yeah. been a model of consistency except for in the playoffs. And uh, Geno Smith, your, your yeah. guy had him as an honorable mention. I think uh, right now it's a matter of, you know, is he a one-year wonder? Where is he? I think he has a huge opportunity this year to, to, you know, the, what was it? You know, he, they wrote me off and I didn't write back. So, yeah, yeah. you know, he has a huge opportunity to continue this story. That's been pretty amazing. And it kind of breaks the mold of, you know, the stereotypical NFL bust quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'd love to see it. Geno Smith. He's been riding, riding Russell Wilson's coattails for a while, Jake. And so now it's his time to shine. He's, we talked about this before. He's the quarterback that replaced the hall of famer at the end of the day. That's a great compliment. So I can see him being the best honorable mention on the list there, but my number 10, Jake, I got Matthew Stafford last year. Didn't go how he wanted to. He got hurt, but my man is coming off of a super bowl win. So tip your, tip your cap off to Stafford, right? So to see what he's been through. Big cap tip there. Uh, and then uh, number nine, Trevor Lawrence, Jake. We talk about the hair, right? Head and shoulders, my man. <laughs> he does have Doug Peterson. I do think having a different coach is a game changer, right? We talk about Sean Payton going to the Broncos. What is that going to look like for Russell Wilson? Next year, will he be on this list? I, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about it right now, right now, Jake, right? But I know we talked about, you know, having a, a head coach come in and change the game. Doug Peterson's done, done that for Trevor Lawrence. So really cool to see. I'm curious about Derek Carr. We talked about this off air, Jake, right? How does Derek Carr do? What does that look like? Is there going to be a, a resurgence of his career there? Next, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Come on, man, Aaron Rodgers. To be honest, Jake, he is the most goaded person here on this list, right? You got to pay respects. I mean, I know uh, Patrick Mahomes has a few more championships than he does, but you got, you got to show love to the OG, to the old head. So um, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers, uh, number you know number, number eight there. And then before that, Tua. <sighs> he has to stay healthy. I mean, I'm, I'm, he has to stay healthy, Jake. Um, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing just the quarterback position. And at first we talk about undersized, not being undersized. And, and seeing Tua, it, it kind of scares me a little bit, man, just to see how he got slung around a little bit. Bryce Young. I'm hoping, Jake, I'm hoping he won't have that same type of uh, injury-prone career because he looked like a little boy amongst those deep offensive linemen at the I pantry. knew you were going to bring up that uh, that picture. Yeah, that, that <laughs> picture didn't do him any justice. It reminded me when they first came out, uh, there was a – I don't know. There's a training camp picture of Tutu Atwell with the Rams. It was like yeah. showed like Cooper Cup, and he's like thick and like filled out. And then you saw Tutu Atwell, and it looked like he was like Pee Wee football. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> at quarterback tough. though, that's that's rough. I think he's gonna be fine, but I, it's also one of those. The camera adds ten pounds, but if you're really small with those other guys that are over three hundred pounds. It adds 10 pounds to the 300 guys and doesn't add anything to you. <laughs> yeah, he might have to grow his hair out a little bit, Jake. That's what I did. When I played football, right, I'm a six-feet-tall linebacker, so I had to grow my hair out ah, to appear, there you, go. you know, a little bit bigger. Uh, like Dorian so, Williams. There you go. 
Yeah. There you the, go. The, you, you, are you going to be rocking dreads say, anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey. You got to do what you got to do, right? You got to do what you got to do. But Bryce Young, um, I'm curious how he's going to navigate. Going back to Tua, uh, your Drew Brees is, right? Like Drew Brees had to face this his whole career. So hopefully he can just send those guys some notes. Hey, stick in there, young fellas, short fellas. Uh, but no, I got Tua there, Jake. Hopefully he stays healthy this year. Cause yeah, man, he's he's a special cat, right? With Jalen Hurts, who I'm going to talk about, who was a little bit higher on the list. Both of those guys being at Alabama and seeing their success—that that was really cool. Um, next, I got Justin Herbert, Jake. I know he got those ribs cracked, you know, last season. Those guys were those guys were attacking him. It's something about these quarterbacks and these ribs, man. Like Mike White, you know, ribs got him. Uh, but Herbert, he's he has some weapons now, Jake. We talk about some of the receivers that the, that the Chargers now have. They have some true weapons. So Justin Herbert, he's going to be able to make every throw. Hopefully he doesn't have to run for his life all the time, Jake, so his uh, his ribs can stay intact. Um, and then hopefully he gets a running back. I know Austin Eckler is going to be there, but we need somebody in the backfield that can protect him. So I got Justin Herbert there. Next, I got Lamar Jackson. Come on. Jake, they ain't paying all that money for no reason, my guy. They paid him the big bag. So I got Lamar next. Um, Josh Allen, I hope he, hope he wins a chip soon, Jake, because I don't know, man. Those Bills fans <laughs> – you know his birthday was the other day though so happy birthday to, you know good old josh uh the next i got joe burrow so number three so i know you had joe burrow i think is uh number two so i'm gonna go joe burrow as my number three um jalen hurts my number two since he had the best super bowl performance i think since aaron Rodgers back in 2012 and then patrick mahomes numero uno uh, we don't talk about the, the the chiefs a lot because they win so much and like i feel like they get a lot of pubs so we kind of leave those guys you know for the end a little bit but that that's my list jake yeah. Well, hey, you know, I think uh, what the viewers might notice and what I noticed immediately is we have the same 10 guys and we did not like, you know, we didn't work on this together. So <laughs> right. we're, we're thinking we're thinking kind of the same thing. The, the guys that just missed, you know, the Goffs, the Genos, the Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr. I mean, if you know, yeah. maybe the Saints move is going to be the biggest thing ever for his career who knows mm. um i mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen something like that as you brought up but with uh with this list it's it's the 10 guys it's just different order like mm -hmm. i have you know trevor lawrence at 10 you have stafford at 10 i have stafford yeah. at eight um you know you why, have trevor lawrence eight? at nine why 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 put stafford uh, at eight and trevor why switch them that way jake so I was wrestling with, with Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff being at 10. I couldn't mm. even decide. I mean, I ended up going with Trevor Lawrence, but uh, I'm sure if you asked me tomorrow, I'd probably go with Goff. Like, you know, <laughs> it's going to be one of those. But I feel like Stafford and Rodgers deserve, like, some, you know, veteran credit, I guess. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I guess to an extent, people would ask me then, why is Russell Wilson not in the top 10? Why is he not even honorable mention? I don't know if Russell Wilson can continue playing. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like he's a, no doubt about it, Hall of Fame quarterback. He is yeah. unbelievable. And at one point I thought he might've been the best quarterback in the league. Uh, as mm -hmm. far as the most accurate, the most pinpoint accurate. Talk about generally accurate, pinpoint accurate. The problem is though, the Russell Wilson I saw last year wasn't just a bad season. Like say what you will about Matthew Stafford, but there were moments he looked really good. He just dealt with a really bad like offensive line, you know, he couldn't get on the same page with his receivers. Van Jefferson was out like the entire time, basically that he was playing. And then when he was out, Van Jefferson basically came back, but you know, it's one of those things where you know, he didn't get on the same page with some of the guys 
And I understand the stats don't look great. And people say, you know, he's no different than Russell Wilson. Uh, not true. Cause I wasn't really a huge fan of Russell Wilson before he went to the Broncos that last year before, I think there's a reason Seattle moved on and they're like, mm. they saw more out of Gino. And let's be honest here. Like when you get ragdolled and thrown around like that, as much as you did. And I've brought up how many times Russell Wilson's been sacked. It makes sense. So I look at Stafford and Rogers as these are the veterans that get a little bit of a pass here. You know, Rogers mm-hmm. had back to back MVPs and maybe had a little bit of a down year, but you know, he's going to be playing with the jets this year. He's got a lot of, you know, stuff around him. And then Matthew Stafford, when he was healthy and when he had the off chance, he had any protection, he didn't look horrible. He was, he was pretty yeah. good last year, like when he had a chance to throw. And so I think when you, you look at this year, potentially having a run game, finally being, all right, we know Cam Akers is the starting running back. <laughs> like that is a given. There's no yeah. up in the air between him and Henderson and insert Sony Michelle or whoever there. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have your wide receivers. They all complement each other. Well, cup compliments at well, well at well compliments van Jefferson and so forth. Higby, right? So Hunter Long. Yeah, well, I mean the <laughs> the, the offensive line's better. So I think with yeah. Matthew Stafford, I've seen a lot uh of the rankings where he's in the twenties. And I just I'm sorry, I can't subscribe to that. I think that's way yeah. overreacting to what I thought was really an anomaly season with all the injuries. But with Tua, this is the one that interests me the most because Tua in advanced metrics before he got hurt was like the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, by all accounts, all of the advanced metrics had Tua among the best in the league. And so he, at one point I was sitting down and do my like way too early quarterback rankings or MVP rankings in the middle of the season. And I'm like, is it weird that I think Tua Tagovailoa right now is a top three quarterback? It feels weird. But if you think about it, he's a great coach. I mean, if he plays at that level, he's got the coach now the defense to back him up this year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's throwing to Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. So the guy has talent. He's throwing two talented receivers. Now you go out and you get eight. Uh, I almost said a train, but might as well uh, Devon a chain in yeah. the backfield. I think Tua is, if he stays healthy, that Dolphins team's going to be lethal. And I think he's going to be lethal. And that's why, yeah. you know, I had him in the, in the top 10. You and I had the same thought process clearly. Yeah, no, I agree. And Jake, I'll say this. Like you said, if Tua stays healthy, he will be in that top three, four, right? Depending on how things go. If Josh Allen, you know, gets it together, he has a nice tight end to throw to. But Jake, I'll say this about Russell Wilson, the Broncos. I'm just looking at his ranking, Jake, right? Uh, his NFL ranking over time. Um, in 2013, he was number six. 2014, number eight. And then he's always been, Jake, in the top 10. 2021, he was in the top 11. This past year, 30. So what I'll say is this is the probably the lowest point of his career, right? We talk about Sean McVay and him having a low point in his career. I think Russell Wilson is going to look at this. I think he's going to have a conversation with Sean Payton and say, hey, get me in that top 10, right? Get me back to where I, I, I know I, I can be. So what I'll say is Russell Wilson, I won't say he will be the comeback player of the year, right? Because, you know, there's other players who who might get that trophy or that award. But I think Russell Wilson is going to have the biggest resurgence um, of his career this year. Um, he was the laughing stock of the NFL, Jake, and I do think he's going to flip that around. I think he's too good. I think he's too good to sit back. I know Sierra's like, hey, I'm tired of people talking about you on Twitter. Go get him. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. Russell, I got him having a turnaround career, Jake. Um, and then going back to 
I think the biggest piece, I think the biggest piece that I want to see here, I think the most important person on this list is Josh Allen. I want to see how he takes the coaching from the executive of uh, the meetings, right? The owner's meetings. Um, they said, hey, don't run as much. I'm, I'm curious to see how he's going to adapt his game. And are they going to win a little bit more, right? Are they going to take that next step? I think he's the quarterback to, to key here. Um, when it comes to the Bills winning football game, it's going to be very tough to do with that division. But I think Josh Allen has to have, I think, one of his better careers this year. Or, or Diggs is out, Jake. I'm not going to lie. If Diggs does not – if he doesn't get what he needs to get this year, I think he's out. I think you'll probably see him in a Cowboys uniform with his brother, right? Like Diggs has been in a, on a couple teams at this point, and I'm sure he wants to probably play with his brother. These guys train together. They do everything together. And so I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, who knows what, what the Cowboys, what they're working with. But if my brother was the best cornerback in the league and I'm one of the better receivers in the league, I'm going to go play with him, put that Cowboys uniform on, the number one sports market, you know, sports team in in the world and i'm gonna go ball out so um the team that watches the bills for me jake yeah so i I mean with with josh allen i think he's just gotta cut down the turnovers i thought he did a really nice job in 2021 and i thought mahomes took a step back whereas like Mm -hmm. mahomes is doing stupid stuff and i think that's why you know the chiefs didn't play the rams in the super bowl instead it was the Bengals. i mean mahomes threw it up there in a double coverage to to tyree kill interception you know and that was that was all she wrote and so you know i feel like mahomes got a little casual uh you know got really laid back and and almost too comfortable uh and then this year i feel like losing that was almost like a blessing in a way because they lost to they watched the Bengals. they had to go up and watch the Bengals. <laughs> who went from worst to to first essentially um you know representing the afc in the super bowl and i think you know at that point it was like you saw a different mahomes last year um obviously he's he's capable but you know 41 touchdowns 12 interceptions 5200 yards i mean he was insane last year and i i think the the thing with josh allen is the 14 interceptions obviously fumbles from you know running the ball he's got to take it better care of it but he's also got to take better care of himself because he's gotten out of seasons where you're like all right anybody else would have gotten hurt he's a tight end playing quarterback right he's got that <laughs> yeah. big body tight end you know look but mm-hmm. it just takes one hit we saw rg3 we mm-hmm. saw with andrew luck I mean, it literally Carson just Wentz. Takes, Carson <laughs> Wentz. I mean, you literally saw that that one yeah. hit against uh, it was it was Mark Barron who hit yeah. him and he was never the same. And I still say, you know, to this day, um, you know, Sam Bradford went through the same thing, you know, where Teddy, you know, Teddy, Brid- Teddy, Bridgewater Teddy Bridgewater as well. Yeah. You know, it's hard to come back from that. And so, you know, it's like. Josh Allen needs to protect himself better. You know, mm-hmm. the offensive line can do what they can, but once he runs out of the pocket, that's now up to him to protect himself. You know, it's, <laughs> you can't have the offensive line hover over you, like, you know, surround you or anything like that. Yeah. But um, no, I, I agree with you. I think Allen is incredibly interesting. Now let me, uh, l- let me address the elephant in the room here. Why, why is Joe Burrow number two? I get asked a lot, like, why do you love Joe Burrow so much? Because Joe Burrow is universally liked, but I think he's elite. And people are like, well, he's not elite. He's really good. He's got great supporting cast, but he's not elite. And I would say to them this, uh, 41. That's the number of sacks he had last year, okay? Uh, Last year, Mahomes had 26, okay? Uh, Justin Herbert had 38. 
Rayshon Slater missed what half the season last year. He got hurt. So look, okay. The only one who got sacked more than Joe Burrow, I think it was Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins. Mm. Joe Burrow has dealt with poor offensive lines. And the fact of the matter is that he took, and yes, I'm going to say he took for a reason. He took an offensive line to the Super Bowl in 2021 to 2022 uh, that didn't belong in the Super Bowl. They were bad. I mean, Mm. let's call it like it is. They gave up eight sacks against the Rams. Now, you could say the Rams defense was great, and I'm not going to push back on that. But what I will say is that this guy just continues to stay alive and thrive. He tore his ACL his rookie year. What did he do? He came back. People were doubting him. I actually remember this um, in training camp. There was something where people were like critiquing the way he was like standing in the pocket and they're like, oh, he's starting to see ghosts out there. Oh, his, his mentality hasn't come back. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm not buying any of this hogwash. I think he's going to go out there and he's going to prove people wrong. And sure enough, he did. And now yeah. I think Burrow's number two because at the end of the day, I could have Josh Allen who runs like a madman and, you know, that's great and all. But I, I don't need Josh Allen. Uh, I need Joe Burrow. And the reason I say that is because Burrow wins. Do you know why Burrow wins? Do you know why Burrow's already been to a Super Bowl in his first two seasons despite playing on a team that had a coach that was going to get fired and a, a team that was picking number one overall a year prior? The reason is because Joe Burrow takes care of the football. Joe Burrow, 35 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, okay? This guy throws completion percentage is always high. 68.3 this past year. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the best in the NFL. You know, the 68.3, Patrick Mahomes had a 67 completion percentage. His 68.3 is only rivaled by Geno Smith, who had a 69.8. There you go, Geno. There he goes. (laughs) So so that's that's my thing is that, like, this whole all this Joe Burrow stuff, it's like, look, he's legit. Yeah. He has an over 100 quarterback or passer rating, rather. You know, this guy, he, he plays his best when his best is required. Now, people will yeah. bring up last year losing in the AFC title game to uh, the Chiefs again, right? Or again, for the first time. First time. Yeah. They, they had, he, you know, that was the first time he ever lost to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. There were some calls late in that game. That game came down to the wire. Okay, Burrow could have played better down the stretch, but I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I've seen Joe Burrow play without an offensive line. So what happens when he gets one? Mm. Yeah, no, Jake, it's it's tough, right? Guys like talents like Joe Burrow, if people have watched football, watched sports, he's been winning since he was in high school, right? He's been winning since he was in high school. He played basketball. He played football. He's won championships in college, national championships, and then his carried that winning that winning pedigree over trevor lawrence similar right where these guys are just winners and jake i know you mentioned joe burrow being number two jake but i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna have to push back my guy i'm gonna have to push back a little bit reason why i say that well you have him at three so i mean you know yeah you, we yeah. both have him ahead of josh allen which is gonna gain some attention yeah no but i think i think I mean, he's been to the chip. You just mentioned it. He's been to the chip in the first two years of his playing career. Josh Allen, we haven't seen it. We'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait, Jake. But <laughs> we'll wait. I think I think that's what if we talk about upper echelon players, uh, generational players. I think Josh Allen is, but I think Joe Burrow is just that that next level. And it's just unfortunate, Jake. He has to play against your Patrick Mahomes, right? It's kind of like when like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you know, your Steph Curry's like when they're playing in the league. 
it just sucks for everyone else because they're not going to get championships because you got players that are generational players. So it's just unfortunate that Joe Burrow and Josh Allen have to go against a generational player. So what I will say, Jalen Hurts, Jake, Jalen Hurts, I think we talk about adversity, talk about Joe Burrow, how he got hurt, he, he bounced back. Jalen Hurts, we talk about just someone that's humble, someone that's meek and that's able to be dominant. Uh, we just speak about his whole journey in college with Tua. Tua took over the starting position, won a national championship. He went to Oklahoma, competed in the national play in the playoffs, and then finally makes his way to the Super Bowl, outplays everybody on the football field, and just doesn't get the dub because he's playing against a Michael Jordan or a LeBron James. It's just it's just unfortunate. But I, I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts after this last year, Jake. After that Super Bowl performance, uh, I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts as my number two guy just because he made it to the show when he balled out. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. But Joe Burrow is ice cold. I'm not going to disagree with that. I do believe he is above Josh Allen when it comes to talent. And yeah, his championship presence had, speaks enough for himself there. I think raw talent, uh, Josh Allen is number two, right? Just raw talent. Cause he brings that, that mobility factor to the table. But I think going into 2023, which is what we're doing right now, I, I'm going to put him at F4. Um, yeah. With with Jalen Hurts, I, I he does not get enough credit, and maybe he's starting to because uh, you had him at two. I have him at three. So we, I mean, that's we have the same top three. Yeah. And you know, I feel like when I look at Jalen Hurts last year, eight yards per uh, you know pass. Uh, over you know 3,700 yards, which is crazy because he ran for like 700 yards, right? So <laughs> yeah. you, you talk about that 22 and six. So he's not turning the ball over. He's not throwing interceptions. He was outstanding. He should have won the Super Bowl MVP regardless <laughs> of the outcome. He was the best player on the field. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I know it's sacrilege. It's it, it's I I don't know. I wouldn't say disrespectful. But I think that you should be allowed to win a Super Bowl MVP if you even if you lose the Super Bowl. Why should it matter? I mean, you know, there have been players in the past. They've just absolutely like you want to tell me uh, the way Brady played like he broke every Kurt Warner record because Kurt Warner had all three passing records in the Super Bowl. Uh, the three highest passing totals. Brady beats that. And. You know, they lose to the Eagles. And I'm not a Brady fan. Like, I'm not over here with my <laughs> Patriots flag or, or you know, Buccaneers, Buccaneers flag. Yeah. No offense. Uh, <laughs> but, like, just letting everyone know, like, I'm not biased towards Brady. But let's call it like it is. He was the best player. And Nick Foles played very well. And I'm not really a huge Nick Foles fan. He played very, very well, right? But Brady broke records. And they <laughs> lost. So he's not going to get it. But like you could argue he was keeping them in that that super the crazy Super Bowl against the Eagles. I mean, that's the only reason that that Super Bowl was so close was because of him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the well, definition hey, of an MVP. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel it, Jake. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no trophy for the second place. Either your first I, or your last. Right. Know. Like Talladega, Talladega Nights is either your first or your last, brother. So. I feel you on that, though. I feel you on that. Jalen Hurts definitely did ball out, but I think that's just more fuel to the fire, right? Next year, yeah. you know, get back at it, Bucko. And it's it's gonna. I'm gonna be curious to see how things go. They lost their offensive and defensive coordinators, Jake. So, you know, hey, we'll see how we'll see how Jalen rocks out this year. But like you mentioned, he came back from a shoulder injury too, so I don't even think it was 100. Yeah. percent 
and we talk about playing through injuries too, right? Patrick Mahomes, he's someone that plays through injuries, right? 2020, yeah. 2020 national champion, or sorry, world championship against the Buccaneers. My man has turf toe and he's still slinging the rock, Jake. I think the most impressive pass, uh, we talk about championship uh, performance of Jalen Hurts. I think the most impressive pass that I think I've seen was when Patrick Mahomes threw that ball when he was about parallel to the line of scrimmage and, and just ch- chunks it up. So it was Nicole Harmon and hits him right in the middle of the head. <laughs> In the Crazy. end zone, too. In the end zone. So. He was, like, falling down. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> you know, it, what else is crazy is that our guy Jalen Hurts has 23 rushing touchdowns the last two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he can do it. He can do it all. I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, he had he had 13 last year, career high, at 22 uh, passing touchdowns. What my issue is, is that just because you don't know how to uh you know how to compare a running quarterback to a pocket passer just because you don't know how to do it doesn't take away from the running quarterback and that's my issue with the you know basically the dialogue and the rhetoric in regards to Jalen Hurts is oh well you know he's just another one of those Lamar Jackson types Mm. uh what do you mean like dominant like where <laughs> he keeps you up at night trying to game plan against where you right. can't beat him. Yeah. Yeah. He's one yeah. of those Lamar Jackson types. Cause like yeah. when Lamar Jackson's healthy and when he's on, he might be the most dominant player. And I had him at number six and I'm curious uh, what you think about that. Cause I know you had him at five. Um, some people would push back and say he hasn't been healthy enough, but I think we already set the precedent. Like, look, these top tens aren't going to necessarily just be about health. And I think, it, it, you know, that's that wouldn't be fair. Like Tua deserves to be in the top 10 based on his performance we've seen on yeah. the field. OK, and I feel like when you look at Lamar Jackson, the only question with him is health. I don't you know, I don't worry about, you know, can he throw a football in the NFL? Because the people that are still questioning that apparently are devaluing the MVP he had <laughs> in 2019, his second year in the league. And the money he just it's, got, like, come on, fam, you don't get that money, Jake, if you're decent <laughs> yeah no it's it, it it's one of those annoying dialogues i mean we've talked about it you know the black quarterback gets painted in a you know this this but like the the thing for me is that like it, it, so are we gonna ignore the fact that he's already had success he's a 32nd overall quarterback taken which the odds are instantly were against him because normally it's like the top 15 quarterbacks are normally the ones that do the best in in the first round. But it's like in a draft with Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, I mean, Sam Darnold, which people, you know, no one wants to talk (laughs) about, right? Like, but Sam Darnold was a big deal. Uh, Josh Rosen, those guys being talked about and Lamar Jackson was arguably the best quarterback you know, before the injuries started to take him over. And, and yeah. I think that's that's the thing is so the hope is he figures it out. He stays healthy. We saw what yeah. Saquon could do at the running back position last year. Started to wonder, okay, this guy has an injury problem. He stays healthy, has a really good year. We'll talk about him in our next episode. I'm sure he'll be on both of our <laughs> lists. But uh, but that's, that's kind of where I'm sitting right now is that yeah. if Tua and Lamar can stay healthy, I mean, we're going to have a really fun league with with a ton of talent at the quarterback spot. And I would throw in Matthew Stafford in there, Jake, right? With Matthew Stafford, when he's fully healthy, when his it doesn't have any spine or neck issues, what type of quarterback is he, right? What does that look like? So I'm excited to see these guys get back healthy, like you mentioned. And Lamar Jackson, 
the league does not guarantee someone that much money if they are mediocre. They are not one of the best players to do it. And so I, I think that money is granted. And you talk about the plight of the black of the black quarterback, Jake. If you just look back at his interviews, his his draft interviews, they were just almost disrespectful. They're like, they're like, hey, are you going to run routes? What does this look like? And he's answering with with you know with like humble uh, foundation, and it's just disrespectful. And he's still getting disrespected to this day. So does he does he have to win a, a a Super Bowl to get the respect he deserves? Right? What does that look like? You know, Josh Allen's able to do different things and not do as well, and you know he don't they don't give him that that much flack. So Lamar Jackson. He represents himself in the, in an agency, you know. His mom represents him, so it's the the chips are stacked up against him, Jake. And it's it's not it's not fair. It's not fair. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Well, I would say the good thing is it seems like we're trending in the right direction. We just had our first uh, Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks in it, yeah, uh, in Mahomes and Hurts. Um, I would also say, you know, three of the the actually the the first three quarterbacks to come off the board in the nfl draft were black quarterbacks anthony Mm -hmm. richardson uh you know bryce young and of course cj stroud and so you know at that point i mean it's like they're they're shoving (laughs) the door open man you know it's like are are you gonna are you gonna pick against uh you know bryce young who's starting at alabama are are you gonna pick (laughs) against bryce young are you are you gonna bet against anthony richardson are you gonna bet against cj stroud i mean these guys are are playing at you know these big programs uh you know winning big football games and it's gotten to the point where they've kicked the damn door in and i think and i don't like to say they but you you get what i'm saying though is like I think that's the best way to stop the movement. I mean, you know, the bad movement anyway. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to make change, like you, you gotta, you gotta kick the, you gotta kick the door down. You gotta do it yeah. respectfully. You know, yeah. I, I don't. You don't see Lamar Jackson saying I'm being, you know, profiled or anything. Lamar yeah, Jackson yeah. goes out there and he proves himself. You know, Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts goes out there and he proves himself. You can definitely say whatever you want, and that's that's the great thing about our country is that you can do that. Um, but I think that that's that's what we've seen, and so it, it's honestly it's cool to be able to say, oh yeah, two. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, they're three out of them, you know, are in the, the top 10. And maybe, you know, down the road, we're talking all three of the guys that I just mentioned in the draft could be in the top yeah. 10. I don't know. Yeah, no. The future. <laughs> you can't read the future, right? Unless you're Cancer Domus. No, but I, I do think, <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think when it comes to, I, I, want, I would want a healthier dialogue, you know, in the media, just, you know, in comms in general, right? It's supporting the black quarterback. And I think it's uncomfortable. Jake, at the end of the day, you see Lamar Jackson yeah. looking like the Houdini. It's uncomfortable and people aren't used to it, him representing himself. So people are a little bit uncomfortable. So let's let's get comfortable. Let's 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 make this the norm. <laughs> well, you know, my uh, my late great uh, great as in he was great. Not like he's not my great grandfather, but my my grandpa, Dave, he always used to say, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's that's kind of like make make your surroundings your habitat. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's the thing is that, you know, these quarterbacks and, you know, to to Dak's credit too, like Dak has done it. I don't want to take yeah. too much away from him. I know he hasn't looked the same since, you know, the ankle break. But, um, you know, I, I think these guys have come in to the league and they have they've pushed back uh, narratives, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, I'm really fast, but man, I can throw the ball. I can throw the ball yeah. better than the quarterback that you have currently on the roster and you're telling me to work out receiver. I'll beat that guy out, you know, and yeah. that's, that's, I think where, where that's coming from, but also can't uh, forget about guys that have paid the paved the way and been trailblazers. I mean, like, like a Doug Williams, 
becoming mm-hmm. the first uh, black quarterback to win a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Um, you know, guys like Randall Cunningham, guys like Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, those guys, Don McNabb, Steve McNair, you know, Warren mm-hmm. Moon is the obvious one. Without those guys, and it's it's this is how like the the mobile quarterback became so common. Mm-hmm. is oh the league's changing to this yeah but how does the league change to that because it changes to that the reason you have guys like josh allen that are running is because josh allen grew up and watched michael vick and you know he watched these other guys it inspired him so it doesn't it's not just a only black quarterbacks can run because now i think what we're seeing is that it's an evolved league we're seeing more guys run not to say da- that daniel, been daniel past, jones but, ryan Tannehill, but, those, yeah. those guys got wheels and you got to be able to move jake you got to be able to move and evade the pocket or you're gonna get you're gonna get crushed, right? Think four about like two, four two. Uh, I'm telling you, the four two edge defenders yeah. are coming to a, a theater near you uh, yeah. right now. Uh, what was it? Four three for Nolan Smith. There you go. Four three. That's that's crazy. We're getting closer. From, and the Eagles is there. They're smoke coming out of the Eagles uh, locker room there, Jake. So it's it's looking a little spooky over there. And one thing I will say, one thing I will say, I think it's it's a cool moment to be uh, to be where we are now. Uh, we, we're seeing the shift. We're seeing, um, you know, just seeing players like Anthony Richardson, right, step into the draft. And you, you talk about people that blaze the path. Cam Newton, right? Cam Newton's a, a quarterback who blazed the path and opened things up a bit. And, and Russell said, hey. Wilson to not just the the black quarterback, not just the running quarterback, but like a short Kings over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Short the short quarterback. I mean, I think that's something that we cannot overlook. We're seeing different models, and even go to the defensive line room, Jake. Right, we're seeing different Aaron defensive Donald. Aaron Donald, different defensive linemen that are showing up and that are presenting different profiles to the game of football. So I think it's really cool to see. And, and Jake, I wanted to tap into the honorable mentions a little bit more, right? We talk about mm-hmm. our Geno Smiths. Uh, we talk about your, your Dak Prescott's. Uh, we talk about your Kirk Cousins. Um, it was funny because I was with some Michigan State folks the other day when my buddies with the Michigan State. They, I said, tell me something about Kirk. Like, I, I don't know too much. Give me a little something. And they were like, that's Kirk Cousins is a Clark Kent. He's more of a Clark Kent. They said whenever he walks into a room, he knows everyone's name. Uh, my buddy Andre Sims played at Michigan State. He said when he went to Michigan State, he said Kirk Cousins knew everyone's name that walked in that building. And it's just cool, Jake, to hear those those type of stories and understand what makes these players go, right? Kirk Cousins, you might overlook him like, oh, you know, you know, purple jerseys, <laughs> doesn't do well in the playoffs, you know, just kind of wipe them by. But, no, these guys are, are true professionals. And they're able to last long, Jake. I, you think we talk about it, being able to last long. You think about your, your Baker Mayfields, right? You think about your first-round, first-pick quarterbacks that – have to resurge themselves when it comes to football, you know, your Jameis Winston's, but your guys like your Kirk Cousins, your guys that your Russell Wilson's even, you know, Geno Smith, these guys are pounding the pavement and finding success in their careers. I think is really cool. No, I, I agree. And I always, I always find it interesting. There's like a little bit of a reset. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking that's what we could be getting from Derek Carr, but I want to turn your attention a little bit over to Daniel Jones. Uh, he got a lot of flack for getting paid I mean, the guy's just trying to make a buck, right? You know, it's, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to throw too much shade at him for that. Uh, throws over 3000 yards. Doesn't have a number one receiver on that roster. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, obviously you can say what you will about Saquon, but at the end of the day, you know, he's not playing with, you know, a Calvin Johnson. He's not playing with, you know, this, you know, a legendary receiver or anything like that. Like he's got what he's got. Right. And I'm not saying those guys are bad, 
but it doesn't make his job easier. He's not getting bailed out, so to speak. So this past year, you know, he ends up throwing, he has 67% completion percentage this year, my guy. And, you know, I'll say this is also uh, the highest average uh, per pass that he's had, Um, you know, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. He took care of the ball better. You know, he had a 92.5. I mean, this was a career year for him, his best year by far. And then he goes and he adds 700 uh, rushing yards and seven touchdowns to go with it. Daniel Jones isn't a franchise quarterback in the way that Joe Burrow's a franchise quarterback or Patrick Mahomes. But I got to say, um, I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones fan. I'm not saying he's a superstar, but I would, I'd say, you know what? Maybe he needs to be talked about a little bit more. Maybe there mm-hmm. needs to be more dialogue because he's doing what they need him to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, the guy isn't really, you know, like he won a playoff game. He, he didn't yeah. look that bad. I, I mean, are you going to win the Super Bowl with him? I mean, you need a good supporting cast. Maybe you could. I don't know. But right now, I think all you want to know is if before I pay a guy, is he getting better? And I think yeah. when you look at Daniel Jones, he certainly is. And there are other guys as well that can attest to this. So, you know, I think, you know, when you look at this list that we've gone through um, right now, I think people are a little worried about justin herbert like what's going on there but i think going back to what you were saying the ribs i think the ribs had a lot to do with it yeah but you see a guy like daniel jones improving each year that's a damn good sign all of his numbers went up each year and so that's something you know when you're looking okay is this guy actually panning out i want to see production and I mean, you can nitpick and say, okay, well, he had more yards his rookie year than, you know, the other two years afterwards, but I don't care about that. In the grand scheme of things, did Daniel Jones get better from 2009 to 2023? And the answer yeah. is resounding. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Pay the man, bring the Brinks truck, pay the man, um, get it done. <clears throat> One other person, Jake, I want to also call out Brock Purdy. Uh, I know we he's the talk of the town, right? At the end of the year last year, I think the NFL actually they're going to change the rule and carry three quarterbacks and l- allow a quarterback to uh, to be active on the roster because they clearly didn't have any quarterbacks to play with when they played the Eagles. But Mister Irrelevant, I know we talk about him a lot, Jake, but we're talking about our our top ten quarterbacks and we talk about our sleepers and our honorable mentions. We cannot forget about Brock Purdy. If anyone needs an honorable mention from last year, it is. Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, just the way he finished. Uh, I know he had his UCL get hurt right by Hassan Reddick. Uh, he, he touched that elbow and he we, he went out. But Brock Purdy, I think, was the biggest story of the NFL, right? After Christian McCaffrey got there, then you see Brock Purdy emerging as well. Um, just as here, you know, the GMs like John Lynch really standing on the table for guys like Brock was insane. So we talk about someone who needs to come back and get healthy, right? All these, a lot of these guys need to get healthy. Um, but Brock Purdy definitely did have the most impressive finish to to his his year last year outside of getting hurt. So he is definitely going to be on the honorable mentions list. He's number one on that list, I think, at this point. So we'll see who the quarterback's going to be at, at the 49ers. But yeah, um, hearing things about Trey Lance, you know, he has taken strides. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, Sam Darnold in a Kyle Shanahan offense, if he's named the starter, could have a significant. I, I don't know if anybody is going to work their way in the top 10 out of that crop. But I think, <laughs> you know, going into, to you know, maybe midseason this year, we could see like a crazy one like Anthony Richardson, where I feel like. 
I'm, you know, the, the reports and, you know, people will call like it is. It's uh, overreaction season, all that. But uh, let me just say this right now. OK, we're hearing the reports. Anthony Richardson isn't as raw as people think. Now, I actually put that in my uh, my YouTube short I did on him. I said he's mm. not as raw as people think. If Anthony Richardson comes out and he looks like Mahomes in his <laughs> in year two, I won't be shocked because mm. I, I think being with uh, Steichen, being with guys like Pittman and, you know, Alec Pierce, and I just think having Jonathan Taylor, who's also chomping at the bit to have a better year than last year, mm-hmm. I, I think he could be that guy. I, mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised at all. He looked like a man amongst boys at the uh, the rookie like fanatics jersey reveal. <laughs> like he was standing amongst all the other players, and he looked like a straight monster, Jake. Like he looked like a defensive end that's playing quarterback. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Jake, the biggest question mark on the year, I think, though, is Deshaun Watson. What is he going to do? What does that look like? He got the bag. He's been through a lot. Is he going to step up? Is he not? I'm very curious. I don't know if you have any thoughts on Deshaun Watson, Jake, but, you know, when it came to to last year, I know he played six games. Uh, did it didn't do too great, right? Seven touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown over a thousand yards, 58 passer percentage. So it didn't go well last year. It didn't go, it didn't go well for Russell Wilson. It didn't go well for a lot of quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford got hurt. It didn't go well for a lot of people, but it really didn't go well for him. So I'm curious to see how he'll do this year. Um, I think that's probably one of the bigger question marks is he got paid a lot of money, but is he still acting funny? I don't know. What are your thoughts on Deshaun? Uh, man, I don't even know what to think about him. I think (laughs) the way he looked last year was scary. Like, Mm. does he get that back? Is this a mental thing? And so, I mean, not talking about whether I'm a fan of his character or not, but just the player himself. I know he's capable of it. We've seen it before. He's got Amari Cooper and other guys. The emergence, the the final uh, breaking out of what it looks like in David and Joku. So I am I, one of the best running backs in, in the league in Nick Chubb. Uh, yeah. I don't know um, <laughs> with him and with uh, with Kyler Murray, who you know, is going to miss half the season, which is why we didn't really talk about him. But yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm more wait and see with him. I kind of think he's in the twenties right now. He's like, kind of, you know, show me, don't tell me type deal. It's been two years since we've seen what he can really do. And so that is what I'll say about that. As we wrap this thing up, just want to give a special shout out and happy birthday to Rams legendary quarterback. In my opinion, I love this guy, Dre Bly. Okay. Won a Super Bowl with the Rams, uh, two time Pro Bowler. Uh, He turns 46 today. So, uh, big shout out to Dre Bly. Uh, He started, you know, he had four years with the Rams. He had four years with the Lions. He had two at Denver. He played in San Francisco for a year. So, uh, big shout out to him. He was a fun cornerback to watch. I remember I was a little kid. And, you know, the thing, anytime I hear Dre Bly, I remember him just ripping the ball out of Garrison Hurst's hands and running it back for six (laughs) on Monday Night Football to end the season. So, it was, uh, I think, 2002. So, yeah, happy birthday to Dre Bly. Happy birthday to Dre Bly. My uh, my partner, his birthday is tomorrow. So, we're, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about our running back group, and then we got to shout out to my lady as well. But happy birthday to Bly. May birthday. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So, so that's going to do it. Uh, if you appreciated this, you like us, be sure to follow us at off the edge show. You can follow me at JK Bogan. You can follow cam at Cameron Lynch 50 and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Be sure to like subscribe and comment and we will see you guys soon. Take it easy folks. And uh, later. <laughs>